Shane, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, bro. It's been a while. It's been what, six months now. Six months, man. You had a baby girl, and uh, how, how's that? How's she doing? Yeah, she just turned six months a couple days ago on the 27th. So, uh, yeah, that's been a little bit of an adjustment period. And I got two daughters, a four-and-a-half-year-old, and I was six-month-old. So uh, it's been keeping me on my toes. How cool is that, just the, the whole dad life and everything? More kids? Well, it's definitely it's, it's gratifying. It's gratifying. Uh, like I said, it keeps me on my toes. Like, there, there's never a dull moment or a boring day in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And then you got a big fight coming up here. Uh, Madison Square Garden next weekend. So you're leaving on. Is it still Tuesday? They bring everybody in on Tuesday, right? Yep. And you're Tuesday. and you're in New York anyway. So h- how is it? Hour drop. Yeah. How is it? Um, fighting at, at the Gardens, man. This is like the third time for you. You're two and zero, right? At, at the Gardens. Yep. Two and zero. Two finishes. I'm looking to go three and zero, but three yeah. finishes of this one. Um, it's it's fucking awesome, man. I love yeah. fighting at the Garden. Aside from it being the most iconic or the most world's most famous arena, yeah. dude. It's an hour. 10 minutes from my house like i can just drive there drive back home it's, it's awesome yeah i'm sure you got the crowd and everything all the time and yeah, for uh sure, yeah. Yeah. must feel great that's awesome how did uh how'd your fight camp go and did you make any changes any adjustments not too many not too many specific big ju- big adjustments that i can obviously go in detail with right, but right. um i diet a little bit for this one so my okay. weight cut's been going a lot a lot smoother for this one than it has for all of them probably since i've made it to UFC honestly yeah and, and obviously you were on like a, a streak before and they had a couple bumps and, and so how important is it to get this win and obviously he's uh not as high ranked as you are right now at the moment but he's dangerous and I think he's won like nine of his last ten and and so he's obviously on a, a nice little uh run coming off a win I think um so so what point are you trying to make in this fight as far as obviously he's less ranked but he's got good momentum and it'd be a great win for you so what's your big uh what's your big big point of of you're trying to get across to everybody with this win and, and you're trying to make. Yeah, for sure. Um, coming off two losses in a row, I fucking, I'm a, I'm a sore loser, man. I hate losing anything, Absolutely. especially something yeah. that I care so much about, something that I put so much time and effort into, like like fighting. Yeah. Something that uh, it's my job. To, I mean, if I win, I make double my pay. If I lose, <laughs> I make half my pay. So uh, winning is everything, especially for this fight. But coming come up those two losses, uh, it's it's like it's win or die in my mind. And yeah. I'm putting all the world on myself. Um, I think I'm the favorite. I mean, I'm the ranked guy. He's the one that comes that's coming for my spot. So I'm, I'm all the pressure added on top of me. Pile it up. I'm fighting like I'm fighting for my job, and I'm I'm going out there not not just to win. But I say it every single time. I'm trying to make a statement, but it's th- this specific fight and this this specific matchup stylistically. I think that this is uh this is gonna be one. It's gonna be a fucking awesome fight. Yeah. Just like my last two. It's gonna it's it's impossible for this one to be boring. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. But I think stylistically, I think this one favors me, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna come home with the big win on this one. How do you feel about pressure when you have fights like this? Uh, obviously, you have the pressure, like you said, of of the two losses. Um, you've had pressure, I'm sure, in the past with certain reasons or whatever everybody does. How do how do you handle that? Is that is that motivating for you, or does it kind of like build yeah. up and make it worse and make it harder? So the the challenge of of breaking through that is is is, is what you're looking for, or is it just uh, like like how do how do you handle that? I think I handle pressure exceptionally well. Honestly, yeah. I, I love pressures. My my UFC debut was on two weeks' notice, and um, I wasn't. Oh, I just knew that stars were aligned for that for that one, and I, it kind of feels a little bit similar this way, where um, my back's up against the wall, and I, I had to win back then because I had a daughter, my first daughter, on the way, and I was dead broke back then, so I yeah. had to win. But I feel like the same exact way. It's like win or you get fired. That's how I'm treating this fight. Yeah. So um, back the pressure on me. Give me. I feel like I'm I'm the type of person that performs under pressure and performs under those big lights. I feel like I perform better in the fight than I actually do in the gym. 
And uh, I'm a big believer in uh, pressure makes diamonds. So yeah, no, being absolutely diamond. right. Yeah, my my my, uh, my first fights in the UFC were the same coming off the show. So like I had to, I didn't win the show. So it's like we had one chance on that the finale, and it's like if we won, we stayed, and if we lost, we were gone. And if you get cut, you know, in the UFC, obviously it's it's not a quick return, you know, unless like they're super desperate. Yeah. So it could be a, a career ender. And so every fight I had for my first few fights was like it was like enough money to just get by for a few like a few months. So I knew every yeah. time I would, I would, if I could get a win in that fight, I could survive without working till the next fight. So it's kind of like I was trying to not only keep my job in the UFC, but also not keep my other jobs so I, I didn't have to work at the same time. So it was like exactly the, the amount was perfect to keep me going in the beginning. So I know what you're saying, and uh, I, I think I handled that pressure okay, but um, it, it, it's either going to break people or bring out the best, one of the two. It, it's not There's no real middle ground, you know, and I, I think you're the same way. 100%. I, and I, like I said, I, I think I, I'm, a, I'm a game day fighter. When, when when they say go and the pressure's on and the lights are on and the shine shining bright, like especially now I'm getting bumped up to the main card. Yeah. And uh, this card is phenomenal. Crazy. Um, there's even more balls on it. Uh, more pressure. Keep give, give me more. Give me more pressure. I have to win. Everyone expects me to win. I'm the guy that's ranked. I'm the favorite. I I have to go out there and not just win, but, but, but win emphatically. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And how do you handle the nerves versus the excitement? Like w what's the 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 percentage of those like obviously everyone has both and like it doesn't matter if everyone's nervous obviously it's not a big problem or anything but how do you like what percentage are you nervous compared to excited to get it over with and find out the results <laughs> that's a good question like 80 20 80 percent excitement 20 percent nerves the nerves only re i really only get the nerves on fight day like in yeah. the, in the, as soon as i wake up in the morning and then like right <laughs> before you're about to go out <laughs> yeah. that, that's it that's literally the only time i really get the nerves but the excitement that that lasts like the entire fight, like Tuesday, as soon as I get there, I'm I'm super excited. The weigh-in show that gets my fucking adrenaline pumping. Yeah. I feel like I just took like three shots of espresso. Yeah. So uh, the excitement, I got to learn how to maybe taper that down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Same for me, man. And like, uh, yeah, exactly. And and, and uh, for me, it was like uh, in the beginning when I first started fighting, it was like I was nervous, like almost from the beginning I had a fight, like early in my career, like amateur. You sign a fight and you're nervous periodically throughout the whole camp. And then it slowly like gets closer to the fight. Then it's fight week. And then it's like fight day, like what you said. And then like, like it's funny what you said, but like when you wake up fight morning, it's like I always say that's when you earn your money, like fight day, because like that pressure of like handling fight day from the, the time you wake up and you know that like all the work you put in and all that training and, and it's obviously usually the biggest fight of your career one way or the other at, at that time um, is on the line and you don't know the results, but you're going to know them in like two hours or three hours or t six hours or whatever. It's like that pressure and then like handling that is like the that, that's where you earn your money. That's that's where you like I mean, the fight's tough and it has some hard moments, but like that that pressure is almost worse than the fight itself because it's not the pain yeah. of the fight or anything like that. Usually once you're in there, you're just fighting. So it's mental. I, I, I never really understood how mental this sport was. Yeah, like when I first, I, I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's a little bit mental, but man, this is, this shit is so freaking mental. It's, it's crazy how mental this uh, fight is. You get guys that are, that are phenomenal in the gym and they go out there yep. and they're die all of a sudden. Now you'd be like, guys, guys that you've probably seen when you're coming up too, you're like, this guy's smoking it right in the gym. And then yeah. what, what the fuck? He can't, he can't pull the trigger. Yep. Th that's so common in this sport. It's a, uh, it's such a crazy, I think it's the only sport that's more mental than not, not, I wouldn't say it's hard to say if it's more mental than physical because it's a very physical sport too, obviously. But uh, I think it might be the most mental sport. Yeah. And the thing is, is like uh, how you can prove that to people that don't understand what we're talking about right now is 
you can take a fighter like what you said, and 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 he's always done good in the gym, and he always sucks in fights, or vice versa. We've had guys at the gym that do horrible and don't even train hard. Really, they're just like they get by, and then they 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 they're gamers when it comes to fight time. Um, yep. But but to prove our point of why it's mental and why it can also change, we've seen a lot of fighters that were really good and, and had exceptional careers, and then at some point they just kind of lost the mental motivation, and then got to the point like you said where. They, they don't perform and they don't pull the trigger and they don't do the same exact things even though they have the capabilities that they used to. And I think that's the same thing. The, the mentality is different. It changed yeah. in their head because their body's the same, physically the same. You know, it's not they're that much older, but they change completely and they start losing a bunch of fights and because mentally they're just not the same hungry young fighter. Yep, 100%. You see guys that go on, go on these losing skids or whatever and you're just like, this dude used to be a world beater. Now what the fuck's going on? Uh, yeah. He's beaten before he even gets in there. Absolutely. And then I was going to ask you, um, when you were nervous or, or when you're nervous on fight day, does it help you at all to look at the octagon or go in the octagon? Because for me, it's like when I get to the to the arena, that's cool. But it's like when I, if I can go out there and see the octagon and just see the setup and especially get inside of it, somehow it just makes me feel a lot better until until that, that, that voice comes in there like, let's go, let's go. It used to be Burt Watson, you know, let's roll Swick, you got five minutes. Fuck, I was so, so nervous at that point. I was like, God damn, five minutes, I got to walk out there and my whole fucking like, career is on the line in five minutes in front of the whole world. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I actually, I've never been able, I've never gone into the cage on fight day because okay. the hotel literally right there. But uh, after the Wayne show, I've done it a couple of times. But um, I don't know, man. So it's a, I don't know what can really help me in that case. I, what, one thing I tell myself is it, it, it's 15 minutes. Yeah. This is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm like, looking at the time and look at like anticipating all this for 15 minutes yeah which is such a minuscule amount of time especially the people that are outside of it but to to the guys that are doing it yep. it's everything 15 yeah. minutes means so much and we put so much fucking time in for those 15 minutes sometimes 25 minutes it's crazy how small it sounds and how much of a, a blip in time it really is but um those 15 minutes they mean the world but uh, i got to keep reminding myself it's only 15 minutes of my life it's only 15 minutes max. It could be, it could be even shorter right. than 15. Yeah, I, I always prefer shorter. Um, and oh. sometimes it was shorter and it was good, and sometimes it was shorter and it was not so good. <laughs> but it was. Not. I still, <laughs> I still prefer a shorter fight and, and just go for it than, than than try to try to have a 15 minute fight every time or a long fight. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. QUICK is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, Don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. 
I know I've asked this before, but maybe it's changed a little bit, but, but how did your camp go as far as, I know, don't give anything strategically away as far as for the specific fight that's going to uh, po- possibly give out a strategy, but um, how, how's your normal fight camp? Like, what do you do? How many times you spar? How many times you grapple? What's your daily routine like? So sparring, we used to spar a lot when I was coming up, uh, a yeah, lot. We did I, too. Honestly, the, the only way to get really good at fighting is to spar a lot, yeah. which is unfortunate. But now we tapered it down. Now we're only sparring on Mondays and Fridays, which has been great. You know, and you get those like those sparring nerves that you get. Yeah. Now we only get them on Mondays and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's been great. So only sparring on those days. Uh, on on the sparring days too, we're also doing uh, either wrestling or jujitsu before or after that. So it's basically a double there. Then I have my strength conditioning on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Uh, Tuesdays I have stand-up training, just just specific uh, kickboxing training. Wednesdays is MMA wrestling, like off the wall and all that stuff, which uh, it's probably my favorite part of the game that nobody really gets to see. But I think yeah. that's why my takedown defense is so good. Um, I, I I think I'm really really good off the wall when it comes to defending and on offense. So uh, that's basically my schedule. I think I said everything for the most part. Yeah, and then on fight week, what what is your kind of traditional fight week? We've I've seen guys that train like crazy hard up until the fight. And they're 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 killing themselves, yeah. and then I've seen guys taper off and, and accept the fact that like you're not going to lose anything. Rest your body, be be ready and, and, and recovered for the fight. You know, don't go in there sore. What what is your typical training week starting on Monday until the fight? Like, how, how hard do you train, and how many times, and all that? So tomorrow, Mon- Monday, I'm gonna I'm gonna train in the morning, do jujitsu for about an hour, do uh, about a half hour of pads or bag work, nothing nothing too crazy, and then um basically that's it for Monday. Tuesday when I check in. I'll uh, do all my check-in shit, and then Tuesday night I'll train around the same time that I'm gonna fight. I'm fighting around 10:30 p.m., so I'm gonna train around that time. Uh, not, again, nothing too crazy, just light uh, wrestling, light pads, and stuff like that. Wednesday, same thing. Thursday, I'm taking the night off, just wor- worried about the weight cut. Right. Doing a little bit. I do half my weight Thursday, and then the other half on uh, Friday morning. Then weigh-ins on Friday. Do a little shakeout Saturday morning, the day of the fight. And then it's fight time. You said the cut was going pretty good. Did you mention before, if I remember correctly, possibly going to 155, or are you dead set on 145? I mean, right now I'm dead set on 45, especially the way my diet's going right now. It doesn't even make sense. I can make 55 in like five hours if if I needed to. Yeah, yeah. 55 would be too easy right now, so I don't need to worry about that. That's going to be on the back burner when I'm a little bit older. But uh, 45 is definitely all in on 45 right now. And fight week traditions, as far as outside of the training and preparation for the fight, obviously it's good to get your mind off the fight and and kind of focus on things to to clear your head. Do you have any like uh, foods or or movies or, or things that you do activities that like kind of traditionally get you through the week to kind of relax you and get your mind focused? I just try to keep busy as possible. You don't want to just be stuck yeah. in the hotel room the whole time. And now we're in New York City, so it's a little bit like my backyard. So I know there's a lot of different shit back. Like I'm familiar familiar with the area, so we're probably just gonna walk around the city, go to Times Square, go check out some, do some tourist shit that I've done a million times, just again to keep my mind off of the, off the fight. Yeah. But heading uh, other cities, I like to just go same thing. Basically, go look around, and check out stuff. And another thing I like to do is go check out all the food that I can't eat yeah. and get my my teammates that are with me to eat it and let me know if it's worth going back after the fight. Yeah, I used to go. I used to go grocery shopping. Like the last thing I did before, I'd go to to the fight week, and I'd buy just a, the worst shit ever. Like just uh, everything I wanted for the whole fight yeah. uh, fight camp, and I'd buy everything. And I had this huge cart, and I'd take it home, and everything would be put away. So when I came home from the fight, I would just just binge out on that shit. Like that. That I thought about doing that this morning because I literally went to the grocery store this morning. And I thought about doing that, but honestly, one of my favorite things to do after a fight, like Sunday morning, I get home, I take my daughter to the store, and yeah. that's when we just knock everything into yeah, the shop. Yeah, do that. 
all. So I want I want to save that for her because if I get it all now with her, she's gonna want to eat it now. I can't eat. It. <laughs> yeah. Be like, so we're gonna save that for Sunday morning. Yeah. So give me a give me a prediction. Um, if it's not too strategic, um, how are you looking to win the fight? What, what, do, you, what do you vision uh, this fight going? And 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 what do you see at the end? I mean, I'm definitely getting my hand raised by uh, any means necessary. I see myself getting a finish uh, on the feet, though, with, with this one. Um, I think it's going to come down to, to my takedown defense and his wrestling offense. Um, he's more more of a jiu-jitsu guy. Don't get me wrong, though. He, he he has power in his right hand. He throws on the feet. But um, technically, like if you if you break us both down, I think there's, it's, a, it's a clear-cut advantage that I'm the better striker when it comes to, to just to striking. Uh, he's got great grappling, so I'm not sleeping on his grappling or anything like that. I'm not sleeping on his stand-up. But um, he's going to try to take me down after I start hitting him. Um, I'm going to stuff his takedowns. I'm going to force him to, to stand. And I'm gonna get the finish on the feet. Yep, sounds good to me, man. And I, I love your fights. I love your style. I'm always excited to watch you fight. Um, I'm assuming you watched the fight last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> w- w- we could talk all day about that fight, but what do you think about uh, overall, like Islam? And uh, obviously, to share, it was amazing being 42 or 40, whatever, 42, 43. That was a huge, great, uh, you know, uh, motivational kind of inspiration win. Um, and then yep. Islam, I think, proved that that he's kind of, you know, showing he's a real deal. Like, what do you, what do you think about what do you think about him? Uh, Glover Sherry, who who doesn't like that guy? Yeah, I cannot he's, like that guy. <laughs> he's the nicest guy. Like the dude, he comes to fight every single time. He's been looking like it's weird. He looks way better now. Ten years ago, I think his last title fight was what, like seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. And he looks so his wrestling looks phenomenal. Yeah. His jitsu, his power, obviously. So just blown away by his performance. Um, it was super inspirational. Super, yeah. super happy for him. And then Islam, what do you think about uh, his performance? And uh, do you think he's got the potential to, to possibly follow in Khabib's footsteps? Yeah, he definitely does. He definitely has the potential. I mean, that, that that's just a nightmare matchup for for everyone. Honestly, it's just yeah. not a fun fight because you know you're just waiting for like Hooker's a, a is a that's that's a dangerous guy. He's yeah. waiting to throw the knee, on through the right hook right into the double, and you, everyone's just waiting for him to t- him to take his shot. But uh. Yeah. If you get too overzealous on the feet, you, you overcommit, then he's going to take you down anyway. So it's just like one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of style fights. So I feel for Hooker, but um, yeah, Islam, he, he's the real deal. I think he's going to be getting, I don't know if he'll get the next title shot. I think it depends on how the Gaethje versus Chandler fight's going to go. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, there's no question he's going to fight for the title soon. Yeah, and it looks like Khabib is uh, turning out with with Hav obviously to be a a decent coach. He's doing pretty well. I mean, three three and zero last yeah. night, and I think I, I want to say I think he's undefeated as a coach in like for the longevity of his coaching career so far. So he's he's taking that yeah. on pretty well. Yeah. So what? But the, we got to talk about that Yan fight though. The Yan yeah. fight, bro. Incredible. Beautiful. That was, that was like it was like poetry in motion. Honestly, yeah. it, was, it was beautiful to watch two high level strikers. Um, one of my favorite things about that fight was they're both phenomenal at switching stances. Yeah, like phenomenal. They can both stand southpaw and and fire off shit like they like they've been southpaw their whole life. And if you watch it, they both were switching at the same time, throwing combinations that with each other. It was yeah. like like dancing, it was like ballet or something. Yeah, right? it's like it, poetry motion. I was like, this is like masterful and pretty to watch. I would love to yeah. see that fight run back, and I think it's going to be. I think TJ, Jan. Sanhagen and Sterling. I think the four of them are going to keep just going in circles for a while, I think. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You 
can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu, they have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. you guys I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool but you can't come to Thailand without coming to aka Thailand come on I saw you training Ryan and uh, on your Instagram he looked phenomenal by the way uh, insane what how, how do you like training people as far as like do you coach a lot and train a lot or do you focus on yourself and just with a few specific guys or, or is it like do you enjoy doing that is that something you like uh, i love cornering I, I love coaching i love cornering um i do teach uh friday mornings uh an mma class at at our gym but I, when i have a fight coming up i taper that back and just focus on my fight so i'll be getting back into that next week but i i, I really do love coaching the high level guys and um yeah ryan's He's my brother, but I'm not saying it because his brother, the, the kid, had a lot of fucking potential. Yeah. Completely different style than me. Everybody just assumes he would be f fighting similarly to me, but no. I mean, his wrestling is ridiculous. His MMA wrestling, like, he wrestled for, I don't even know, six or seven years in, in middle school and high school. But the way he puts his striking into his takedowns, uh, it's beautiful. I think he's on a pro level right now. He's 3-0 amateur. 3-0 amateur MMA. 3-0 amateur kickboxing. Um, I He'll probably go pro by mid the mid 2022 i'd say the latest because the way he's racking off these fights and these finishes banging them out like that the way he should um i think he'll be in the ufc while i'm still in the ufc honestly yeah i know you're young you're 30 right something like that i'm 30 yeah. 30 yeah. so i know you're still young and everything it's a, a long time away you're still getting your opportunity in the ufc and building yourself up and making a name but have you thought about anything after fighting as far as like do you have a passion that, that you want to do like say five or ten years after fighting that you'd be as passionate about when this is over and you can't fight anymore or, or is it not yet an issue? Yeah. I, I always think about that. And I, I really, I love this sport so much, man. I've loved this sport since I first laid eyes on the sport. I've been in love with the sport. So I would love to get into commentating. I would love to dabble in that, um, do some local shows and then build up and eventually be a UFC commentator. That would be like a play by play analyst. That would be awesome. Kind of like what Dean Thomas is doing, but, um, eventually get to where like Paul Felder is. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of Paul Felder, not just fighting, but, uh, his commentary is, is awesome. Yeah. And then real quick before I let you go, I don't want to take much of your time. I know it's an update, and, and I've had you on the show before, and you got a big fight coming up. But have to get a couple of predictions. Your fight card is insane. I mean, it's just an insane card to be on. You're on the main card of it, Madison Square Garden. It's a dream dream setup for you, uh, especially now making a big statement and possibly uh, having a, a great big win here. Um, but Usman yep. versus Colby. Um, Usman seems un unstoppable right now. Seems to be one of the best welterweights in the world. I think he's ranked number one pound for pound uh, in the new rankings. Do you think uh, – Kobe has, I mean, obviously, I think if anyone does, Kobe does. And and, and up yeah. and up until, like, maybe, maybe his last fight, Usman or whatever, it seems like I always felt Kobe could beat him and would beat him, even though Kobe lost the fight, but he had a broken jaw, he fought hard, and it was close. Um, so I think it's a, a, a good match, but do you think Kobe has enough to possibly beat him, or do you think Usman's just too too good right now for anybody? So if I, if just my pick right off the bat, I'm going to pick Usman, but I'm going to pick Usman by decision. I do think Kobe is... Clear cut number two right now. Yeah. Clear cut number two. Um, does he have what it takes? I don't know. I would like to see him wrestle a little bit more, maybe mix it up, because I don't think he has big knockout power. So on, so the, the fight's basically going to be on the feet, just like the first one was. And I think yeah. the, the, the knockout power edge goes to Usman. So um, 
I think Usman's going to win just by significant strikes and, and just beating him up on the feet. Not smoking him, not, not whooping his ass. It's going to be a competitive fight because Colby has phenomenal con- conditioning and great volume. His striking and volume is it, it's awesome. But um, like I said, I don't think he has the, 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 that snap and his power to, to offer that, that threat of the knockout. So I'm going to have to pick Usman in that one. It's always interesting when you have like a pressure fighter that can just keep going forward um, and then see how it plays out because pressure kills and it can just, it can just like wreck somebody and change, change their whole entire yeah. fight game and their whole, the, the whole fight can completely change. So when you have a fight like that with two, two guys with such pressure and they're just going to go head to head, it's always exciting because it's just going to be two, two trains on the same track, just hitting each other. I agree. It, it, don't get me wrong. If Usman didn't have the cardio that he has, I would I would lean towards towards Colby. But Usman's cardio is yeah. just as good as Colby, so it's hard to they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. And and Gaethje versus uh, Chandler, real fast. That's a phenomenal fight, man. Crazy. I'm a big Chandler fan, but I'm also a Gaethje fan. But uh, Chandler's my boy, so I gotta go. I gotta go with Chandler. Now, yeah. But that one is gonna be nuts. I just hope I can. I hope they don't steal a bonus from me. I really, I really hope. <laughs> you got a tough card, bro. To, I mean, I, I know you're a bonus guy, but you, 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 you're exciting. But man, it is a tough card when you got this this kind of lineup. You got Edgar Edgar versus uh, Vera as well. That's a, he was just yep. on my show. He's we're actually going to post this podcast in like 30 minutes. But he was just on my show a couple of days ago, and uh, he, he's ready and motivated to to take this fight on. And Cheeto obviously trying to make a name for himself and, and take down the legend. So that's going to be a great fight too. How do you see that going? Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I gotta go with the Jersey boy. I gotta. I gotta go with, yeah. with uh, Frank. I think Frankie's gonna get the job done there. Yeah. But we also the, the girl fight, man. Uh, Rose. Rose. Whaley. Yeah. That's I'm a huge one. Rose fan. Rose, my favorite female fighter. Um, she probably one of my favorite fighters. Period. Like, like we were talking about with the with the Sanhagen fight. Um, the, when she strikes, it's it's pretty to watch. Yeah. Like I, it pads and I'm just like, man, that just looks. So technically beautiful. I'm, I'm yeah. a huge Rose fan. Yeah, man, it's an awesome card, and uh, you, you, you're fucking, you're on your way, brother. It's, it, I'm excited for you, man. I, I, you've been on the show, and I and I, and I love the, my guest, and, and I only have certain people on the guest. It's not my job to be a journalist, so I, I handpick my guests because I like them, I'm fans of them, and I want to talk to them. So I'm rooting you on, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for your fight, and can't wait to watch it. And uh, next weekend, the sixth, right? So it's uh, November sixth. Madison Square Garden, UFC 268, right? 268, yeah. It's been a long night. 268, and uh, good luck on your fight, man. Thanks for taking time out this close to your fight and giving us an update and uh, being on the show again. And hopefully afterwards we can get an update uh, of, of what you're going to do next or when you get another opponent signed. But uh, I appreciate you always, and uh, thanks for being on the show, bud. No problem, bro. Always a pleasure talking to you. I've been a fan of you since I was in high school, man. It's oh, cool thanks. every single time. I'm like, yeah, I'm flattered, dude. How can I say no to you? You're the man, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you too, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother.